Hello, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F. as in fellowship, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Tuesday, July 12th, 2022, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today, we are re- reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in Chapter 1, Bill's Story, on page 14. We will be reading and commenting on the second paragraph only on page 14, which begins with, these were revolutionary and drastic proposals, and ends with, his impact on me was sudden and profound. Today's readers are Betsy H., Morgan K., Dana M., and Kathy S. The share ID numbers for yesterday, Monday, July 11th, 2022, are 19,162. For the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, that's 19162. And 19,163. For the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, that's 19163. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Betsy H. to read the OA 12 steps. Thank you, Rebecca. Um, this is Betsy H., Recover Closer Reader in California. 12 steps. One, we admitted we are powerless over food, that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight. May 
made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Betsy H. in California. I will now ask Morgan Kay to read the OA 12 Traditions. Good morning. This is Morgan Kay calling from Manitoba, Canada, and I am a recovered overeater. The 12 Traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be brought into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion, We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, other public media, or communication. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you, Morgan Kay. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. 
to share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and we will be reading and commenting on the second paragraph only on page 14, which begins with, these were revolutionary and drastic proposals and ends with, his impact on me was sudden and profound. I will now ask Dana M. to go ahead and read that for us. Thank you very much. This is Dana M. Can I be heard? Yes, Dana. Thank you very much. These were revolutionary and drastic proposals, but the moment I fully accepted them, the effect was electric. There was a sense of victory, followed by such a peace and serenity as I had ever known. There was utter confidence. I felt lifted up as though a great clean wind of a mountain top blew through and through. God comes to most men gradually, but his impact on me was sudden and profound. <clears throat> Thanks, everybody. My name is Dana M. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. Um, this reading reminded me again of what uh, the words I heard yesterday. The work is hard, but the pay is good. It does sound like a lot more work to me to uh, take on these proposals um, Case exhibit A would be the destruction of my self-centeredness. It kind of reminds me of the sponsors that I respect who insisted I go help someone else when all I wanted to do was get someone to co-sign my BS and just to listen to my tale of woe and roll with it like that. Uh, but every day, you know, I'm grateful for those sponsors and co-fellows who suggested that I shift my thinking to helping others. And the next proposal being, I must turn <clears throat> in all things to the Father of Light who presides over all. And by all things, it means all things. This is kind of what I've had to wrap my head around. Uh, because my higher power wants to guide me all day, every day. But the honest truth is I need to kind of get rid of whatever is in the way of listening or whatever is in the way of taking action on the nudges that I receive from my power all day, every day. And I think what it boils down to, at least for me, and I, I suspect for other people here on the line, we are all here for peace and serenity. And my higher power is often trying to help me shift from the small me thinking uh, that unfortunately comes natural to me, sometimes certainly less so now uh, with a couple of years under my belt of abstinence, but I can still kind of shift into that. What about me? What about me? What about me? You know, kind of lifestyle. And I'm ever so glad that uh, recovery and working a program gives me the ability to kind of get a sneak peek at my higher powers big picture. Um, sometimes it happens quickly like is suggested. Not for me, unfortunately, but it, it happens the way it happens. 
and uh, sometimes slowly. Thank goodness for me. I feel like more is being revealed every single day on how I can be in more alignment with my higher power every day, every minute, every second, to the best of my ability, super imperfectly. And I'm glad you're all here to help me out with that. Thanks so much for letting me share. Thank you, Dana M. Now, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you haven't shared on a vision for you this past Friday or Monday and would like to share on the second paragraph only on page 14 in Bill's story, which is chapter one in the big book of AA, and begins with, these were revolutionary and drastic proposals and ends with, his impact on me was sudden and profound, please press star one to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Julie E.B. Tina S. Joanne N. Okay, Anita. So Tina S. I, uh, Glenn. I mean, I skipped over a bunch of people. So um, who I heard and wrote down was Julie E.B., Joanne N., Anita, and Tina. Who did I miss? Hope B. Hope B. Glenn C. H. Glenn C. Was That's it Loretta? Someone Thank you. W? Was it Beth W? Jack W. Could Jack W? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. I think I've got the three, six, there's eight of you here, so we better stop. Julie E.B., Joanne M., N., Anita, Tina, Hope B., Glenn C., Loretta, and Jack W. Julie E.B., go right ahead. Hi, this is Julie E.B., gratefully recovered in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, And, uh, yeah, these these are sudden and drastic, Um, and yet... And yet, uh, some of these things happen quickly and some slowly. And it sounds like they're saying the opposite thing. But for me, um, doing the work um, a lot of times was slowly, uh, is slow, um, and just doing the steps. Um, and and uh, just, you know, um, I had a person and many people since whose, whose impact on me was profound and long-lasting just by reading um, the book with me, you know, they have changed, in particular the last five years of my life. Um, but when I come up against something yet again, uh, and when I came up against it before, I mean, put down the food, that'll work. It's, uh, that's, that's slow in a way. But then uh, when it's down and it gets quiet, um, the effect is quite profound. Um, and I will work the steps, I will do my fourth step. You know, I did so many different pieces um, of, of uh, resentments and um, fears and harms. Each time I was running through um, this new God idea that I had gotten, it came quite quickly, 
with the care and protection prayer that God would provide for me, that there was a higher power in a universe that could provide care and protection and direction and connection, security and self-worth instead of looking for it inside myself or with the food or by trying harder and self-will or by looking to other people, places, and things. And so in a way, that idea uh, was like a spark but running it through each of my resentments, each of my fears, each of my harms, running it through each of the people that I had hurt um, as I made my spiritual demonstration and made my amends. Um, it, it, uh, that peace sometimes goes slowly, and yet with that same notion, just trying out this new God, letting this new God grow, um, that's what it's all about for me. And uh, so sometimes I'll have something, I'll bring it through a 10-step, and someone will say, oh, did that, you feel better. And it's like, well, not always, it doesn't just click, but but I feel more connected to my higher power. And uh, and so sometimes things will, will move a little bit, or I will be changed, or I will change uh, my circumstances um, with the help of my higher power. And then... Um, something will just right itself. So, um, yeah, this is good work. And uh, we, I, I think it's all about what the book says, one working with another. Um, right. I can speak to you now, but what can I do one working with the other? Thanks for letting me share it, Pat. Thank you, Julie E.B. in Colorado. Joan N. N. Hi, good morning, good afternoon. My name is Johan N. Um, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Sweden. Thank you so much for service today and for that lead share. Amazing stuff and uh, yeah, amazing paragraph. <laughs> That's a profound spiritual experience Bill had. Um, on my first try, in a way, I thought that this was going to be easy. I thought that, you know, how hard can it be? It's only food, right? I've beaten alcohol and drugs in another fellowship, and now I'm here. I'm going to get recovery here, and, you know, it's just food. It can't be that hard. It turns out I was very wrong. <laughs> that food is very, very hard. So my first try, no way. I just, you know, I took it easy. I uh, uh, worked, uh, worked in the steps, taking my time. I uh, did a couple of meetings a week, and, you know, I, I wasn't fully here which, uh, you know, meant that after a few months, I was back in the food. And coming back then, I had a complete surrender. But this time, it was followed by intense action. Uh, I was introduced to these meetings. I started being here every day. I worked through the steps really quickly. And uh, the day uh, I was through step 12, the day after, I had a sponsee. And the day after that, something really happened. I had a spiritual awakening I woke up that morning and I felt that something was really different. I felt at ease, I felt calm, I felt serenity, and uh, my head wasn't filled with uh, ice cream and sandwiches and pizza and hamburgers anymore. And I just couldn't believe it. Um, and I called to a friend and he, he, he said, yeah, I hope that it sticks. <laughs> which I did too. Um, but from then on, I have been working the program every day. And 
you know, I'm still there where I'm not in the food, where I am completely abstinent, but you know, where I have a relationship with God. And that's the most important thing in my life today. Uh, if I don't have a relationship with God, I don't, I don't have a relationship with my children. I don't have a relationship at work. I don't have a relationship with anybody else than with myself, my ego and the food. So, you know, I have a choice every morning. I can choose to get up and get straight away into my step 11, uh, start the program, uh, do daily 10 steps, talk to my sponsors, to my sponsor, uh, be on daily meetings and, you know, and with my step 11 at night. I have a choice to do that every day because I wake up every morning sick as a dog, um, foaming around the mouth like the dog Cujo in Stephen King's uh, book. <laughs> um, so I need, I need this program. I'm very, very sick and I need this program uh-huh. just to be just to be more like a normal person and to be abstinent and to have a, uh, an amazing life, which I have today. So very grateful to be here. Thank you so much. And with that, I pause. Thanks. Thank you, Johan, and in Sweden. Anita, I didn't get your initial of your last name. Yes. Hi, Rebecca. This is Anita L. from outside of Philadelphia. Um, thank you so much for hearing me. Uh, you know, I was um, working my step 11 and missed hearing the paragraph read because I was reading God's letter back to me to my meditation partner, uh, but and I knew where we were in the book, so I went right to the paragraph and heard the, the full share. And... Um, you know, I am experiencing exactly what this paragraph is saying right now um, because of my meditation experience uh, this morning. So it says these were revolutionary. And yesterday, I'm pretty positive somebody said the word revolutionary means transformative. So I wrote that above revolutionary in my book and I did have a transformative and drastic experience this morning with what my higher power was sharing with me. And, you know, it says the moment I fully accepted them. And for me, I think that's such an important piece. I heard many, many, many years ago in a 12-step and 12-tradition workshop that, you know, step one, I can admit, but the per- and the person said, and I add and accept. So when I can admit and accept, then I'm powerless over food, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, the acceptance piece is so important and there's something very important happening in my life right now it's i'm kind of at a turning point with with a situation and that's what i focused my meditation on this morning and because i'm accepting where this is in my life and surrendering it um i didn't have that electric experience i did my very first 
uh, moment when I was ready to surrender to my higher power. Did I have that spiritual experience? It was just like how they say Bill had that white light experience. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I did have that experience. But this morning, it was followed by such a peace and serenity as I had never known. Well, I have known this peace and serenity in the past because I have surrendered to my higher power. Um, And I feel lifted up because, like what was shared by maybe both the other shares, I, I feel safe and protected. Yes, I will stop. So having a relationship with higher power is everything. And I'm so grateful that I'm having one today. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Anita Allen, Pennsylvania. Tina, I also didn't get your first initial of your last name. Thanks so much, Rebecca. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. Wow, what a great meeting. Wonderful shares. I'm so grateful to be on the line. And, you know, I just love this paragraph, but the several before were just where it was really, what really makes this paragraph stand out. And, and, it, and for me, so it is so heartfelt, you know, because the paragraphs before certainly were revolutionary and drastic propo- proposals. But one of the things that I really loved that it told me in one of those paragraphs that I would have a way of living which would solve all my problems. And that's what I look for all my life. You know, and there were some things that I had to do for sure. You know, and I, number one, I had to get out of the driver's seat. You know, I had to believe in a power greater than myself. You know, it says that, you know, it was simple and not easy. You know, it meant destruction of self-centeredness. You know, and I am such a selfish and self-centered person that I have to do that daily, daily. But to have this way of living, and I loved what was talked about, you know, it's a transformation. You know, I had a transformation by working the 12 steps, a spiritual awakening. You know, but I was one of those ones that it was gradual, you know, over time, over steps, you know, through the process, through the transformation. You know, I have this life today and I have to save you all my wildest dreams. You know, if I get out of the driver's seat, you know, then I have an answer that God shows me for anything that goes on in my life today, you know, and, and I love this solution to live this way because it was something I never had before and I searched for for a very long time. And so today I keep it, you know, I, I, I treasure it. It's so precious to me, the gift of abstinence, of, of having a power greater than myself that does for me what I cannot do for myself but doesn't do for me what I can and to be able to give this thing away like it was so freely given to me you know and I'm so grateful for the people that have come before me and the people that come now the people that I talk to today that you know just give me that support that give me their passion their their experience and their strength and their hope and I and I I love that I live for that daily you know, and I come on this line daily and I hear everybody and I just, I get so full so that I could go on with the rest of my day and to reach out when need be and, to, you know, and, and to answer my phone when it rings and just be excited to hear other people and, and to live this life again through the, through the joy. And, um, you know, with that, I'll pass some great stuff. I'm looking forward to hear what everybody else has to share. Thank you. Thank you, Tina S. from Florida. Hope 
Hope B. Did I get that name right? We don't hear you. Was there someone whose name sounded like Hope B that I didn't catch? Okay, Glenn C. Hi, good morning. My name is Glenn C. I'm in New York. Uh, thanks for your service and thanks for the lead share and all the other shares that I've heard so far this morning. Um, so I started uh, coming to this group three months ago today on April 12th and uh, happy to report I've been abstinent ever since. So I've got three months today and feeling very good about that. Uh, very grateful. Uh, really enjoying the vision for you meetings that I've been participating in a few days a week since then. Uh, yeah, I mean, before I joined, uh, I would have thought coming to OA was a revolutionary and drastic proposal for me. <laughs> uh, I've, I've done the steps uh, in another program. I've been in another program, well, a couple of other programs for a number of years, but uh, didn't really want to give up that, uh, well, what I think is that last uh, addiction of mine, compulsive overeating and sugar. Uh, if I didn't say I'm a compulsive overeater uh, from New York. And um yeah, and you know, when I first came into recovery, certainly the idea of steps were revolutionary drastic proposals to me, and uh, especially step three, for that matter. And uh, it took me a while to become willing, open, and honest, and do everything that was suggested to me. And um, but you know, thankfully, over time, uh, it, it happened, and uh, I did have a spiritual awakening. It wasn't. Uh, a white light experience such as Bill's, but it was a gradual you know, change in me, uh, physically, emotionally, and mentally, and uh, for which I'm very grateful. And you know, with respect to these last three months, uh, I certainly feel closer to my higher power than I have been in quite some time. It's great to uh, uh, not be thinking about food, uh, especially at night all, all the time, and uh, wondering whether I have it or not have it. And, feeling tortured, but uh, uh, I'm feeling very grateful that I've become neutral, it seems, uh, with respect to uh, my uh, sugar and compulsive overeating addiction uh, quite quickly. Over the years, I've had to give up a few other things um, like alcohol, nicotine, caffeine, you know, and now this. And um, with the other substances, it certainly took me much longer to feel neutral. And uh, I don't know why with with this, it's... uh, quicker but I'm feeling very grateful about it that's for sure and uh, with that I'll pass thanks thanks Glenn C from New York Loretta is it Loretta H yes it is and thank you very much for your lead and thank you everyone for um, saving my life along with my precious God. This is Loretta H. I live in North Carolina. And um, I looked up the word revolutionary and I looked up the word desperate and they kind of interchange with each other. And I was more that in the disease because I was just totally, totally um, desperate and dying. And I needed that, as somebody shared, and thank you for the other shares, to get to my step one, that I am so powerless over food. And then I had to realize 
that little dash that is in that step is my hopelessness and that my life is unmanageable because I that part I totally didn't think was a part of me. And somebody talked last two Sundays ago about her essence. And that's kind of what I've been able to acquire from the work. I have also it's only been an educational variety, but that essence is kind of the father of the light because as I uncover, discover, and discard, I get to get more light into my life plus into the life of others. You know, people speak about neutrality, and I kind of, somebody equated it with humility because I'm just another bozo on the bus. And I'm no better or no worse than anybody, but I am um, neutral because I need to see myself as neutral. And then I need to see the unmanageability of the things that I used to get in trouble with in neutrality, too. And that's the clamors of the world. And so today, um, the father of the light and this girl also, I've been using it on my sponsees about um, eventually your beliefs becomes your values and that becomes your destiny. And it's because of the work of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions that today I can have a destiny where I can help other people because I couldn't help anybody. And that I can carry this message because as somebody else shared, again, this book, this way of life will solve all my problems. And the answer is God, but I have to find him. And that means listening, doing 10, 11, and 12, you know, just and because I wake up and add it. And I'm so grateful that today, with God's grace and mercy, I am abstinent just for today. And I always say whoever got up the earliest, and I've had many 24 hours, is the most abstinent. Because for me, with food, you have to eat every day. So for me, it's whoever got up the earliest and with God's grace and mercy, mm-hmm. he's given me many times, um, many 24 hours, and it's because of you also. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you, Loretta H. in North Carolina. Jack W., you're next, and I'll just let the latecomers know we're sharing on the second paragraph on page 14 in the big book of AA. Jack W. Good morning. This is Jack W. I live in Florida. I, uh, you know, I look at this uh, Bill's experience, and then there's the, I guess they changed the wording to spiritual awakening, and um, you know, he's a couple paragraphs down. It talks like he's still in the hospital, so he really worked the steps uh, really quick, and. Well, I guess when he started, he might have been drunk, I'm not sure, or just detoxing. And um, it's just amazing to me with the vision for you working the steps so fast, how it helped me achieve what I'd been searching for for years. I, I had a extreme uh, drug use and alcoholism and quit in 88, and then food became a problem. And 30, 31 years of roller coaster ride and food programs, and God finally sent me an angel, a vision for you sponsor, that knew 
what foods was triggering my binges. And it was food, you you know, they, they served me in treatment. And it was plain yogurt, oatmeal, and fruits. So I took those off of my food plan. And sure enough, the natural sugar and the lactose and not sure maybe the high carbs was causing me to... Uh, the phenomenon of craving to run back to the food for so many years. And I thought it was just going to be that way. But anyways, um, on page 263, it talks about uh, Dr. Bob uh, working the six-step program of the Oxford group in uh, three or four hours. And my sponsor and I went through them there around Christmas. I procrastinated a little bit, a lot of, uh, what is it? incomprehensible demoralization I put myself through over the years with drug addiction and then all those other years with food addiction you know causing the bedevilments my relationships with people to slow me down as far as making my list of resentments and stuff and crap I had done cheated stole lied but anyways on uh Guess on page 85 it talks about after working step 10 we get this position of neutrality and it's right there in black and white and I God did that to me he he gave me that peace and serenity and neutrality with food and it's just such a blessing and uh, yeah so I'm just continuing I, I'm looking for to help uh, you know a sponsee in need and uh because Hi. i know okay thank you dear i'm i know with the spiritual waking i get a little more but if i regress it will go back in the other direction so i just want to keep plugging away thank you so much have a good day thank you jack w in florida is hope b available to share I guess not. Um, So if you haven't shared on A Vision for You this past Friday or Monday and would like to share on the second paragraph on page 14 in Chapter 1, Bill's story in the AA Big Book, these were revolutionary and drastic proposals through his impact on me was sudden and profound. Please press star 1 to unmute and state your first name and last initial. John M. Mary B. Mary Mary. Who I wrote down was John M. Jackie and Mary. Shanna C. Shanna C. Stella M. Stella M. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's going to do it. I think that's going to. We've got the five, John M., Jackie, Mary, Shanna C., and Phil M., John M., go right ahead. Was there a John M.? There was a John M. And star one to unmute John M.? Good morning, John M. Charleston. As I read that paragraph on page 14, 
much to my chagrin, I am the gradual. God comes to most men gradually. So I have to accept that. Uh, I have to accept myself. There's something within me that terribly resists all outside influence. And that's who I am, and I have to accept myself. Until I do that, I cannot achieve anything because I'm working at cross-purposes. So this morning, I accept myself. I humbly ask for help from my Creator, and I start plowing through the steps. And I do the best I can, and it takes as long as it takes. I don't want to be too invested in how long that is. I just have to focus on one thing. I'm the type of individual that can't focus on more than one thing at a time. So I have to focus on him and his changing me and my will that he do that. So I just pray for the faith and courage to do that so that I can quiet my shaky knees. And that's all I can do. And I'm very grateful for this program with brothers and sisters who know what I'm going through and who support me every step of the way. It's just wonderful. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, John M. from Charleston. Jackie? I didn't get your first initial of your last name. Hi, everybody. This is Jackie A. from Connecticut. Thank you so much. Um, I I wrote in my big book for this this paragraph. I put revolutionary drastic proposals. Moment I fully accepted them. Effect was electric. The sense of victory, peace and serenity. This utter confidence that I felt lifted up. A great clean wind. And the impact on me was sudden and profound. And on the margin I put down here is that the spiritual awakening at step nine, the promises and the experiences. So this was my third time going through the steps. And I... Jackie, you got muted somehow. Can I? Oh, can I be heard? Sorry. Well, you got muted there for a minute. This is the third time going through the steps. You said. Oh, okay. Sorry. This is the third time going through the steps. Thank you. And um. Jackie, you got muted again. That's okay. I'm going to pass. Sorry, my phone's acting up. Okay. Next time. Thank you for sharing, Jackie. Trying to anyway. Jackie A. from Connecticut. Mary. And I didn't get your initial. Hi, this is Mary C. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, Mary C. Hi. Um, this is my first time I've shared at this meeting, so um, bear with me, a little nervous, but I've been listening, and I, I just love this meeting. 
And um, wow, this paragraph was something um, revolutionary, drastic. Um, but what hit me is the moment I accepted them, it was electric, a victory. Yesterday, or I should say last night, it took a long time, I completed steps five and six and started on seven. We're finishing seven today. And um, wow, it was uh, eye-opening, a big sense of peace, serenity. It's, I, uh, I really appreciate my sponsor going through this. It was it was quite an experience for me. It was very, very emotional, but uh, it was very loving. And uh, today I'm feeling like a new person. A weight lifted off my shoulders, and I do feel confident and lifted up and um, basically ready to give up all my defects to God and let him take control of my life. And uh, with that, I guess I pass. And thank you for your service. Thank you, Mary C. Shanna C. Good morning. This is Shanna C. from Tennessee. Uh, So grateful to be here. Grateful for you leading the, the meeting and all the wonderful shares, and uh, I can't help but identify with Bill on this one. Um, I am a grateful, well, I say grateful reco- recovered compulsive overeater, and I can legit say that now, um, as of uh, September 30th, 2019, where I could not say that before after many, many attempts at food programs and trying a food plan, not a food plan, a sponsor that believed in a food plan, sponsors that didn't. Um, listening to people in another fellowship that were guiding me that didn't identify as compulsive overeaters, but, you know, had thought they had my best interest at heart. You know, and the food's not a big deal. It's a good thing you're still alive. You know, you stick to the, stick to the one thing over here, that kind of stuff. And so I had a lot of confusion. Um, all I know is I fully conceded to my innermost self that I was a compulsive overeater also, and that acceptance of that powerlessness over food and that willingness to go to any length came on a Sunday morning after I had um, earlier that week sat down in my car and busted a hole in my pants, um, in the pants, like not even on a seam, like on a normal fabric. My husband laughing at me and we laughed it off, but it was absolutely mortifying to me. And, um, you know, not knowing how to, how to put the food down and at the same time, people commenting on how healthy I was eating. I was just a mess while living in steps 10, 11, and 12 and experiencing miracles in my life in another fellowship. To say that I didn't have a connection with God would be a lie, but for whatever reason I am of the educational variety and and for whatever reason I came to the point of surrender uh, after being in, in the steps for a long time. But once I fully conceded that I, I needed absolute help with this as well, I was given the help that I needed. Um, I remember praying and saying, God, I'm going to suffer with this the rest of my life, and I don't want to live anymore unless you take this from me. Please help. 
I didn't know anything anymore. And then all of a sudden a thought came, call Vision for You. It was a special edition of the Sunday morning. And I called and the lady was telling my story. And I called her after she happened to have a sponsee opening up, uh, opening that week. And she took me through the steps. It was like unbelievable. I have been abstinent ever since. Never in a million years would I have been able to tell you that I could. I've never been able to stick with anything. And what I believe has happened is I've accessed the power of God by acknowledging that powerlessness. I'm powerless every day, like so many say. I ask every morning, God, please keep me sober, abstinent, and sane, and please grant me the willingness and ability to stick with a food plan and live by spiritual principles. You know, and living in 10, 11, and 12, and trying to help others. And one of the missing pieces, I'm realizing I'm running out of time, but I, one of the missing pieces that I had before is I thought that me just losing the weight or whatever and being okay that way was in end of, of itself. I didn't realize I could actually be helpful in this area right. as well. So um, grateful to be here. Thanks for everything. Thanks for being here What I needed you. That's all I have. Thank you, Shanna C. from Tennessee. Phil M. from Ireland. Oh, thank you, Rebecca, for your service. Can you hear me? Hello? I hear you, Phil M. I just didn't hear you ask if I heard you. <laughs> You're there. We, we okay. did hear you. <laughs> oh, thank I hear you, you now. I Go ahead. To mute myself again there. <laughs> um, but thank you for your service. Yeah. Um, I, I really wanted to share on, on, on this paragraph because um, uh, I did have this experience in um, 2012. I had been to my first half a dozen meetings in Belfast. It was wet February. And this now was, was March. It was actually the 26th of March, I remember, because it was also my brother's birthday. Um, and and I hadn't had any patience with the people talking. You know, during those meetings, I couldn't wait for them to give over till I would get out and go and get my, my alcoholic food. Um, and, and eventually I got enough. You know, I, I was hearing about this recovery and I pleaded with God, please, God, why is it working for these people? And it's not working for me. Please, please let it work for me. And then just something very physical happened to me, you know, just... Um, uh, Bill's words are, are better than I can manage, you know, but some energy went right through me and, you know, I wanted to clean the house from top to bottom, open the windows in the house, do you know, that just that fresh mountain air, you know, that he was talking about. But the sad thing is I, I got cocky, I thought, because that meant that I would have the same journey as Bill and I couldn't lose it. But a year and a half later, having released... Um, four and a half uh, stone, um, which is about 54 pounds. Um, I did get cocky. I was going on holidays and I thought, okay, on holidays, look, it's okay. You know, I've got one and a half years now. Um, I'm all right. I'll, I'll, I'll bring my abstinence and I'll come back and I'll be abstinent again. And boy, oh boy, most of us know how that works. Five and a half years of relapsing. I'd heard it happen and the other people thought it couldn't happen to me. It did. It really did. And none of that time did I get enough abstinence to be able to sponsor. I got wee bits here and there. The wee bits were enough to keep me coming, though. I mean, one one or two days abstinent a month is a hell of a lot better than no abstinence a month. But in September 2019, I found um, a vision sponsor. And that was a message of depth and weight that I really needed. It was hard work. The price had to be paid, as mentioned in the other one. Um, 
and the set aside prayer helped me to to be open to what was needed to be done. And I am so glad that God gave me that willingness. And so if you haven't had this white light experience or, or whatever it might be called, definitely don't worry about it. If it's something that's working for you and it's working, that is amazing. Um, I'm sorry I squandered it, but that's been part of my journey. And I understand what relapse is and the hell that it is. So no matter how far down the scale we've gone, we'll realise how we can be helpful to others. And, you know, uh, I learned compassion towards myself um, with all those relapses. But I'm just so, so happy now, most days and, and most times. And it's just great to be here, trudging this road off Happy Destiny with you all. That I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Phil M. from Ireland. Um, it turns out we do have time for one more share, if someone would like to take it. Jennifer C. Janice S. I've got Jennifer C. I've got Jennifer C. Sorry, everybody else. Go ahead, Jennifer C. Hi, good morning. Can I be heard? You can be heard, but I was on the wrong screen to unmute. We hear you, Jennifer. Okay, beautiful. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> drastic and radical um, proposals, and I was just thinking, like, destruction of self-centeredness. And I must turn to the Father of light in all things, right? And, and my Father presides over us all. Those are the drastic proposals, right? Self-centeredness. Self-centeredness is my malady. Only God can save me. He is my father, and he is the one who presides over us all. These are the drastic, radical proposals that I give myself to every single day. I have a father. I am a child. I am a strong-willed child with a strong sense of self-centeredness that must be uh, destructed. It has to be destructed. And how does that happen? It happens by the presence of God. It happens by the power of God, right? And today I get to participate in this power and in this presence because I'm reminded constantly that that is the most important fact of my life today, the consciousness of God's presence. Because it is that presence that saves me from myself and only that presence, only that power, right? My father is good and my father is in control and I can rest in that today in all things. So thank you for, uh, for being here with me this morning. I love you all and may we all remember to turn to the father in all things. With that I pass. Thank you, Jennifer. Was it Jennifer C? Yes. Um, oh, great. Thanks, Jennifer C, uh, for closing us out. Uh, thank you, everyone, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Tuesday, July 12, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is 19,166. That's 19166. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. 
Will Kathy S. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Thanks, Rebecca. This is Kathy S., recovered compulsive overeater from Georgia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.